Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Find out how to optimize swine health and nutrition at Kemen.com forward slash swine. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Combining basic science with real-world facilities results in swine nutrition programs that deliver impactful bottom-line performance. Hubbard Feeds is focused on helping you achieve your goals and make your life easier along the way. Choose a company that can match your appetite for innovation by visiting hubbardfeeds.com slash swine research. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today, we have Kayla Law with us, a PhD candidate at the University of Minnesota under Dr. Andres Gomez. So Kayla, would you mind telling us about this study that you conducted? For sure. Thank you so much for having me. Today, I'll be sharing a little bit about one of my research projects involving the effects of disinfection in the maternal fairing environment and its effects on piglet microbiomes in early life from birth to weaning. Awesome. So how did you go about um, setting this study up? So this was a pilot study. So there was a small number of sows. We had a total of six sows and we separated them into two different treatment groups based on whether their farrowing stall was cleaned with a commonly used commercial disinfectant or cleaned only through hot water power washing. We then randomly selected nine of their piglets per sow, so nine times six, um, and then we sampled them for fecal and nasal swabs at four different time points from birth to weaning. Um, and we used those swabs to characterize their microbiomes. Gotcha. So um, what kind of um, bacteria did you really look for in the colonizing between the nasal swabs and the gut microbiome? So we were generally looking at characterizing their overall microbiomes in terms of their gut and their nasal microbiomes. Um, so looking at their microbiomes as a whole, piglets that were born in a disinfected fairing environment had significantly decreased microbial diversity, so less abundances of unique taxa at birth when you compared them to the piglets in the non-disinfected environment. Um, and these piglets born in the disinfected environment also displayed significantly different uh, microbiome compositions throughout the studies, so from birth to weaning. But looking at specific bacteria or specific species that were different between the two different early environments, piglets that were born in the non-disinfected environment had significantly more types of different common environmental bacteria, as well as increased abundances of lactobacillus at weaning, while piglets that were born in the disinfected farrowing environment had significantly higher abundances of potential pathogens like Campylobacter or Enterococcus. Gotcha. And you looked at um, weight gain as well, right? Mm -hmm. So looking at the growth performance, piglets that were born in the disinfected environment had 
uh, higher birth weights and weaning weights throughout the study, which was the opposite of what we initially hypothesized. Gotcha. Um, do you think that's due to um, just the higher levels of some pathogenic bacteria that were seen in those? Or what do you think the cause of that was? I think that it's hard to say because this was a pilot study with a small number of sows and piglets. Um, but based on prior research on the establishment of piglet microbiomes in early life and um, how that ties in with the development of their uh, immune system and immune response in early life, it could be hypothesized that piglets that had more microbial exposures that were born in the non-disinfected environment diverted their energy in this phase to developing um, their immune response or dealing with the exposures to more microbes versus funneling and channeling that energy into growth. Gotcha. Um, you also mentioned that this study was done on more of a smaller scale, which is the three sows per treatment. Do you plan to test it again on a larger scale? Yeah, we for sure want to explore this avenue of research further with a larger amount of um, sows and piglets to solidify um, that the patterns that we saw in the study and our results are um, still hold true for a larger number, um, as well as we want to explore what happens if you extend the study to the nursery period. So if we're hypothesizing that the piglets had decreased growth performance because they diverted all their energy to immune response and developing immunocompetence, the logical next step would be to not only repeat the study with a larger number of sows and piglets, but to extend it to the nursery period to really see if alterations in microbial exposures in early life are linked with an increased susceptibility to health challenges, which are very common around the weaning transition period. Right. And so since we did see that um, decreased growth performance from it, ideally we do want to see that beneficial um, bacteria be colonized without the um, growth performance. What do you think would be needed to do, or maybe that just requires more research, but what do you think would be needed to do in order to kind of achieve that goal? I think that it'd be interesting in future studies to look at comparing different types of disinfectants because there's seven different classes of disinfectants that are commonly used in uh, swine production systems. But I think overall, these results really highlight the importance of evaluating these different disinfection strategies in management practices in early life. Um, and it's going to take more research to kind of find that balance between adequate microbial exposures and developing immunocompetence in early life while still maintaining the same um, growth performance. I guess the hard part is defining what adequate microbial exposures is. Right. With all the different options there are all the different bacteria that they can be colonized. It's kind of hard to perfect it. Exactly. All right. Well, before we finish up, is there anything else you wanted to add about this study? Um, not that I can think of. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show and have a wonderful day. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our latest podcast. See you next week. Hey everyone, we're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it and share with us, feel free to send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.